Welcome to First Formation, a weekday podcast for high church lowlifes like me, Logan Isaac, looking to get the fuck up and pray. This is where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hearty folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. A podcast for anyone who cares for soldiers and veterans enough to follow us into the mud and the suck. To hear the good news through grunts and with grunts, in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 81 Sing aloud to God our strength. Shout for joy to the God of Jacob. Raise a song, sound the tambourine, the sweet lyre with the harp. Blow the trumpet at the new moon, at the full moon on our festal day. For it is a statute for Israel, an ordinance for the God of Jacob. He made a decree in Joseph when he went out over the land of Egypt. I hear a voice I had not known. I relieved your shoulder of the burden. Your hands were freed from the basket. In distress you called and I rescued you. I answered you in the secret place of thunder. I tested you at the waters of Meribah. Hear, O my people, while I admonish you. O Israel, if you would but listen to me. There shall be no strange God among you. You shall not bow down to a foreign God. I am the Lord your God, who brought you up out of the land of Egypt. Open your mouth wide, and I will fill it. But my people do not listen to my voice. Israel would not submit to me. So I gave them over to their stubborn hearts to follow their own counsels. Oh, that my people would listen to me that Israel would walk in my ways. Then I would quickly subdue their enemies and turn my hand against their foes. Those who hate the Lord would cringe before him, and their doom would last forever. I would feed you with the finest wheat, and with honey from the rock I would satisfy you. Genesis chapter 24, verses 1 through 27. Now Abraham is old, well advanced in years, and the Lord had blessed Abraham in all things. So Abraham said to his servant, the oldest of his house, who had charge of all that he had, Put your hand under my thigh, and I will make you swear by the Lord, the God of heaven and earth, that you will not get a wife for my son from the daughters of the Canaanites among whom I live, but will go to my country and to my kindred and get a wife for my son Isaac. The servant said to him, Perhaps the woman may not be willing to follow me to this land. Must I then take your son back to the land from which you came? Abraham said to him, See to it that you do not take my son back there. The Lord, the God of heaven, who took me from my father's house and from the land of my birth, and who spoke to me and swore to me, To your offspring I will give this land. He will send his angel before you, and you shall take a wife for my son from there. But if the woman is not willing to follow you, then you will be free from this oath of mine. Only you must not take my son back there. So the servant put his hand under the thigh of Abraham, his master, and swore to him concerning this matter. Then the servant took ten of his master's camels and departed, taking all kinds of choice gifts from his master. And he set out and went to Aram Naharaim, to the city of Nahor. He made the camels kneel down outside the city by the well of water. It was toward evening, the time when women go out to draw water. And he said, O Lord, God of my master Abraham, Please grant me success today and show steadfast love to my master Abraham. I'm standing here by the spring of water, and the daughters of the townspeople are coming out to draw water. Let the girl to whom I shall say, 
please offer your jar that I may drink. And who shall say, Drink, and I will water your camels. Let her be the one whom you have appointed for your servant Isaac. By this I shall know that you have shown steadfast love to my master. Before he had finished speaking, there was Rebekah, who was born of Bethuel, son of Milcah, the wife of Nahor, Abraham's brother, coming out with her water jar on her shoulder. The girl was very fair to look upon, a virgin whom no man had known. She went down to the spring, filled her jar, and came up. Then the servant ran to meet her and said, Please, let me sip a little water from your jar. Drink, my lord, she said, and quickly lowered her jar upon her hand and gave him a drink. When she had finished giving him a drink, she said, I will draw for your camels also, until they have finished drinking. So she quickly emptied her jar to the trough and ran again to the well to draw, and she drew for all his camels. The man gazed at her in silence to learn whether or not the Lord had made his journey successful. When the camels had finished drinking, the man took a gold nose ring weighing half a shekel and two bracelets for her arms weighing ten gold shekels and said, Tell me whose daughter you are. Is there room in your father's house for us to spend the night? She said to him, I am the daughter of Bethuel, son of Milcah, whom she bore to Nahor. She, said, she added, We have plenty of straw and fodder and a place to spend the night. The man bowed his head and worshipped the Lord and said, Blessed be the Lord, the God of my master Abraham, who has not forsaken his steadfast love and his faithfulness toward my master. As for me, the Lord has led me on the way to the house of my master's kin. Second John The elder to the elect lady and her children, whom I love in the truth, and not only I, but also all who know the truth, because of the truth that abides in us and will be with us forever. Grace, mercy, and peace be with us from God the Father and from Jesus Christ the Father's Son in truth and love. I was overjoyed to find some of your children walking in the truth, just as we have been commanded by the Father. But now, dear lady, I ask you, not as though I were writing you a new commandment, but one we have, not, we have had from the beginning, let us love one another. And this is love, that we walk according to his commandments. This is the commandment just as you have heard it from the beginning. You must walk in it. Many deceivers have gone out into the world, those who do not confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh. Any such person is a deceiver and the Antichrist. Be on your guard so that you do not lose what we have worked for, but may receive a full reward. Everyone who does not abide in the teaching of Christ but goes beyond it does not have God. Whoever abides in the teaching has both the Father and the Son. Do not receive into, into the house or welcome anyone who comes to you and does not bring this teaching. For to welcome is to participate in the evil deeds of such a person. Although I have much to write you, I would rather not use paper and ink. Instead, I hope to come to you and talk with you face to face so that our joy may be complete. The children of your elect sister send their greetings. Good morning and welcome to the third Monday of Lent. This is Brother Logan Isaac broadcasting from the Appalachian Abbey in Knoxville, Maryland. This morning's readings come to us from Psalm 81, Genesis 24, and finally 2 John. Uh, which is all of Second John. I thought it was... Is it? Yeah, I think it's all of John. Um, this is also the first day of many of the states enforced, or, well, I don't know if it's enforced, but uh, we're, we're um, 
at the beginning of this kind of pseudo quarantine across the country um, and across several countries. Uh, it's not like anything that my generation has experienced. Um, possibly not like anything that my parents' generation has experienced. Um, the I've, I've noticed that a number of friends of mine who are living overseas uh, are going to be coming back, uh, possibly permanently. Some uh, people in the Peace Corps have been recalled, uh, even just kind of students. Um, American students at foreign universities are, are coming back to the States. Um, I don't know if I understand that completely, but um, we'll also uh, have to miss out, I think, on March Madness, on a number of large events that typically mark the spring. I mean, springtime is when we come out from our homes and um, it starts to warm up and we get more active and we clean up and we kind of have this burst of energy before the summer comes and we all wilt like day-old flowers or something. Um, and there's... I, I don't know. I don't know that any of us have ever encountered or experienced something like this. And I'm also confident that it's something that... Um, that even just by enduring this together as a nation, I think, will unite us uh, in a certain way. Um, the... Um, the hyper-partisanship of our, of our country, um, I think is being interrupted. Um, I, I, I'm kind of surprised. I'm not surprised. Um, the reading today from Genesis was kind of nondescript, but a lot of Old Testament readings, uh, are either prophetic literature or they are some of these histories like Chronicles or Kings or Samuel which are so long that they took up two scrolls, and so we, we named them by two different books. Um, and one of the things, in, in Chronicles especially, the way Israel um, understands it, itself is in, in relationship with this God, um, this God that is in control of and even created the entire world. Um, and so when they think of their history, they think of, well, what part did God play in it, and what part did we play in it? Um, and, and seeing God in things can be taken, it can be done really poorly. Like 9-11, I don't think that 9-11 was a judgment by God. I just, I don't. Um, that there's something to be said about like, what could, what part did God play in that? But that, that practice of finding God not just in our everyday life, but in the unfolding of our own history, is something that we've inherited from Israel, from the you know, from being grafted onto the vine of this people. Um, and so I, I say that because it, I can't escape the idea that our nation has become so polarized, um, and then uh, this virus, this pandemic, comes out. Um, that is purely that is totally meritocratic. Um, if you do certain things, you will get the virus. If you're near people or you don't cover your cough, whatever, blah blah blah. Um, it will not discriminate between presidents and paupers. Um, it just won't. And so it doesn't matter what your status, what your your um, 
political party. Um, it will not discriminate. It will not pick sides. It's going to infect people, you know, fairly, for lack of a better word. Um, and it forces us to come together in a way that we haven't done so before. And so here we are at this really like just insanely uh, partisan time in our, our history. And now we have to hunker down um, and find ways to connect with one another across, you know, despite party lines, despite um, ideological beliefs. Um, it's it's actually kind of inspiring um, watching friends saying, look, I'm going to... Uh, Adam Baker, one of the, the co-hosts earlier this year, he's going to read a, a chapter from uh, Tolkien's Hobbit every day. Um, and then, you know, you could listen in and, you know, just leave it on Facebook Live and just kind of listen as somebody with pretty... Uh, pretty good voice for radio um, reads Tolkien um, and so that we're I'm already seeing these amazing ways where we f- figure out how to connect I mean social media is this is this is probably the moment when we finally learn how to use social media um, and I think that there's something of God in all this not in the virus but in in what the virus causes us to do um, I think that I'm grateful um, despite it being a, a pandemic and despite it being deadly I'm grateful um, even within this tragedy for the habits that it will force us to to shape um, to connect more with our own family with our own neighborhood um, not necessarily one on one, but how do we, how do we remain uh, connected and in communion with others when we can't do it in like big groups and we have to, um, we you know, there's a certain amount of force, you know, the the events being canceled, churches um, being canceled, not holding worship services, um, we'll have to think about, you know. E-communion. I know that was a debate at the in the UMC not too long ago, um, and so it was, it, I think it will have this effect of forcing this kind of social innovation, um, and also I think really like learning what it is that social media is good for. Um, what are these ways that we've created that we think are supposed to connect us that haven't? How will how will this tragedy help us? learn how to better connect with one another and how will it remind us how petty partisanship and political you know polarization is how how just unimportant it is um anyway that might be a prayer more than it is uh, a thanksgiving because i think time will time will bear out what the um what the facts are in terms of like whether or not we'll you know figure this out i think we will I don't, I don't think I'm an optimist either. Um, so this morning isn't a reflection on um, the reading so much as it is on, on what's going on around us. Um, I think it will be difficult. I'm the kind of person that loves getting out and kind of being in the middle of everybody else doing stuff. And I'm not going to be able to do that. Um, and it'll take some, some um, you know, relearning on my part even um, to, you know, to feel 
normal or productive or or even sane. Um, and maybe uh, some of my listeners are the same way. Um, but I know that God is with us. There is no place that God is not. Um, I think God was in war in this weird way. Um, and God will be with us now. Um, and, and it just, it, it means we'll have to look in ways that we haven't before. Um, it means we'll have to create practices that we, we hadn't before. Um, but I, I, I'd like to think that the end result, uh, socially will be, uh, will hopefully have uh, some benefit to it. I think it will at least. Prayer for the Whole Human Family, adapted from the Book of Common Prayer. O God, you made us in your image and redeemed us through Jesus, your Son. Look with compassion on the whole human family. Take away the arrogance and hatred which infect our hearts. Break down the walls that separate us. Unite us in bonds of love and work through our struggle and confusion to accomplish your purposes on earth, that in your good time, All cultures and genders may serve you in harmony around your heavenly throne. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Thank you for falling in to First Formation, where PPUHQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, I hope you'll consider participating in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast with a monthly contribution at anchor.fm slash firstformation slash support. You can sponsor morning prayer for Pew Pew people with as little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel at any time if I piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host by recording a weekday lectionary reading yourself and sending it to me to be included in an episode of your choosing. Instructions for co-hosts will be provided to you directly, and you don't have to be a grunt to participate in first formation in this or any way. Finally, and most importantly, you can send me your prayer requests of a minute or less with a recording app of your choice. Prayers may be added to a morning prayer episode, aired anonymously, if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it, three ways to participate in morning prayers for Pew Pew people. I hope you'll continue to listen in and maybe even consider participating yourself. This has been Logan Isaac, always faithful, always family. Semper Familia.